Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, that was an old-fashioned whooping. Take them behind the woodshed. Over early, goalie pulled, Kachuk more time in the box than he is on the ice, and uh, uh-oh, we might have a short series, Mr. Button. Is Vegas just that much better and playing that much better? Well, how about this? How about you answer your own question? What does it look like to the to the fine-trained eyes of Mr. Steve Coolius? Vegas is better in every category especially in the crease. Vegas is better on every line and better on every pairing, better in every battle. Can the series go three? I mean, um, good night, everybody. I, mean, it's like, I guess we expected more. So maybe Cinderella is Florida. So what? where can this thing can get fixed or back on the rails then for Paul Maurice? Because this is U-G-L-Y right now. Oh, back on the rails for Paul Maurice. I think it starts next year in training camp when they start to prepare for the Ouch. 23, 24. Listen, Ouch. Like, I see no chance. I see zero chance for the Florida Panthers. I think if they win one game in this series, it will be kind of like saving themselves from uh, the, you know, the embarrassment of not winning a game in the Stanley Cup final for the second time in team history. You know, can you imagine coming back to the Stanley Cup final in all those years since 1996 and you still don't win a game? I'm with you. I'm with you. There's no match. There's no match. And here's the other thing about the Florida Panthers. They push the Toronto Maple Leafs around. They push the Carolina Hurricanes around. And despite Toronto saying, oh, it was close over time and Rod Brendamore thing, they got pushed around. And they're not going to push around the Vegas Golden Knights. Give me a break. <laughs> They're going to, and they think they can. Steve, it's over. There is nothing I, I see for the Florida. Palmer East post game said, Yeah, we're off by three inches. The Stanley Cup final, when you're off by three inches, you might as well be off by three feet. It's over. They can't beat them. You're off by three inches. You got a leaning tower of Pisa. I mean, and uh, then it's a constructional nightmare. Although it's good for tourism, I hear. I hear there's nothing there in the town. Once you go there, you see it, and then you move on. So, I mean, you start then to look at one little tweak that has a, you know, a domino effect. I guess we could say two. Uh, Lou being out of the lineup. Lombard goes up too higher, brings in Dalpy. And you're right, this is Vegas, not Toronto. 
Then Gouda's a situation where he gets annihilated. And now Fitzgerald's got to play. They're already not as deep. And we get mistakes that are made. And hey, look, you haven't played in a whole two months. You got to come in, you make the wrong routes. It's almost as if then they need Bob to save them. And now Bob, you know, I was trying to fight with people that Bob gave up a bad goal in the 3 2 goal in game one. I didn't like that goal. And then we start seeing some other things that has happened to Bob and getting beat and fighting the puck. And so if Bob's not there to save him, remember Bernie Perrant? Only Bernie saves more than Jesus or something like that. So there's no savior. Like, there's no guy who's a, you know, a a college signee that's going to come into the roster. There's no junior guy that's coming from the Memorial Cup on an emergency basis. So if this is it, Matthew's got to start by by playing. Did you think that he was typecast on the two misconducts? I think he said after the game, I deserved one. The other one I'm confused about. Are you confused about the misconduct? Which one? The one at the end of the game? I don't know. The one the one the, I, I don't know which one he was confused about. Was he confused about? Because the one at the end of the game was really simple. The referee said we've had enough of it. And, and the game is out of hand. So I don't know which one he's talking about. You know, but if, if he's talking about just flinging the puck, I mean, it was already out of hand. It was already kind of a, I did not think that Matthew Kachuk deserved a misconduct or a penalty on the first one. So I'm just trying to get clarity. I, I don't know. I don't understand how somebody can deliver a clean check. They come after him and now he, he gets a penalty and then he gets a misconduct. I, I don't get it. I, I, I thought that was, I don't, I, I'm assuming that's the one he's talking about, but I don't get it. That, that, that was, that, that was not appropriately called. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same category. Remember, they don't keep the cameras on the entire scrum all the time. When you cut around, you're thinking, is there something that we missed? At the end of the game, you know, he was being prickly with the, the slash. Um, and I think that's kind of what did it. It was almost as if, what what is this? You know, this is a junior C in southwestern Ontario. You can't be doing this kind of stuff. Get out of here. And he just did it the game before. The game before, Craig, you mentioned Paul Reiner or Paul Reiner. If Paul scored, it would have been really big. If Sam Reinhardt scores, it was like two minutes to go, and then Bennett and Kachuk are gone for the game, like overtime, oh, my God, you'd be pulling your goalie and saying, where's Bennett and Kachuk? They're in the shower. So I think that stuff should have been kind of a sign of things to come. Like, you better watch it. And then I agree with you on the Eichel play, just a good, clean check. I looked at that again and said, we must have missed something. They must have cut away or something. He must have done something. But – I don't have any video evidence. And then I saw what happened at the end of the game. He was confident at the end of the game that basically I'm sticking up for our physicality and our prickliness. Do you think that they have to get less prickly or if they're going to do it, do it between the whistles, not when the play is like, you can't, that's 20 minutes. You, you 30 minutes. If you count the other game, you can't be throwing away ice time like that. He's got to save them. He and Bobrovsky are going to have to try to save them. Or you're going to be right. They're going to win zero or one games this playoff final round. I, I'm going to say two things. If you're relying on your goaltender to save you when you're playing that poorly, wow, that's not a good game plan. That's number one. Go back to game one. You just talked about it. It's 3-2 and Bennett and Kachuk are thrown out of the game. It's 3-2. It wasn't 6-2. 4-2. It was 4-2, but it was 4-2. Oh, yeah, 4-2. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, not 3-2. 4-2. But like, so the frustration was already building. The frustration was already building. And then it's then it carries on into game two. And, you know, like, think about the Gudis. Like, Gudis gets hit in game one, and then Barbershop blows him up in game two. Like, you know, 
Gudis is supposed to be your 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 and Radko is a is is a real strong competitor. They just go, you're in our way, get out of our way. And I think that's how they're treating the Florida Panthers. They're treating the Florida Panthers like we know where we're headed. We know you'd like to get there. Good luck. That's how they're treating them. They're treating them like the like the uh, like the team that is happy to be there, and they're going to make it really unhappy in the course of the series. I'm not talking about Vegas being happy to be there. I'm talking about Florida being happy to be there. I'm just not impressed. And you know, you nailed it. Those six defensemen, when they're in the lineup for Vegas, that's the best defensive team in the National Hockey League this year. They're, all the numbers, all the metrics, everything tells you that. Then their goaltending, the revolving door, has, has only been because of because of injury. All those guys, Logan Thompson played well. Laurent Brassois played well. Aiden Hill has come and played well. It's not because they were playing badly that they had a revolving door. They had injuries. <laughs> that's why. So the goaltending has been good. It's just been different guys doing it. Four lines, four lines that come at. I remember Peter DeBoer after the first two games uh, against Vegas in the conference final. Well, we're going to get Rupa Hintz away from Carlson. Oh, okay, so what? You can play him against Chandler Stevenson? Maybe Jack Eichel? <laughs> Maybe Nicolas Watt? Like, like where, where, where's the breathing room? Where's the where's the opportunity to kind of take a deep breath and go, ooh, Vegas is after you, they're on you. They're they're hungry. They're determined. They're skilled. I'm I'm massively impressed. I'm massively impressed. The first yeah. Stanley Cup in Vegas Golden Knights history. Six years, Bill Foley said. Boy, I want to know what the lottery numbers are. Seventy million in Canada for Lotto Max on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a better chance of winning than maybe the Panthers do in terms of what <laughs> we've seen so far. But when your pillars like Gudis is a pillar on the back end. Uh-huh. He goes down like twice, like probably a sprained ankle that was caught on the Eichel fall. But then you're talking about the annihilation. The annihilation is like when you think you're the you're on the road with your buddies and there's a little uh, fight going on and you go outside and you're like, don't worry about our guy. He never, Gudis is gone. Yeah, don't worry, we got Kachuk. He got benched for like four shifts coming out of the box. That was a Maurice statement. I thought Maurice was, they cut the Maurice, I thought Maurice was going to do this. Right, like get out there, no, Maurice. They conceded. They waved the they waved the Nielsen towel. So he yeah, kind of said, "I'm pissed at you." And then Bob's given up eight goals in less than two games. So pillar on the the bottom pair of the defense. Your goaltender now, your Kachuk. I talked about Reinhardt. Haven't seen him. Barkov. Haven't seen him. Verhage. Like it's it's not there. Right. Like it's not not the same way it is on the other side. And Keegan uh, Keegan Colesar on the bench. Caught by, I think it was a TNT. So they're reading his lips and they're trying to put words to it. He said, these guys are fake pretenders. They're fake pretenders. Basically, we got them and they're going to find out. That type of Vegas is the hunter. Vegas is the hunter in Florida. These cats are getting hunted. And we've watched it now, basically for what? Six periods, Craig. We've seen annihilation determination and what we think will be a way shorter series than many thought, unless you, unless you called it in four at the start, Craig, if it is, I'll give you credit. I, I did not. I mean, call it four at the start. I mean, uh, 1981 Stanley cup final, the Vancouver Canucks. You, you mentioned the Roger Nielsen towel and, uh, you know, it was pretty impressive. That was 81, right? Yeah. That was 81. Yeah. Two 81. 82. 81 was Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. 82. The Roger Nielsen towel. 
anyway, that New York Islanders team, you know, the Vancouver Canucks got on one of those runs and one of those rolls, right? And then they came up again. I mean, they're excited. Hey, we're in the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this looks like. I, I know people going back and looking at that series might go, geez, black and white, SD. <laughs> it was no less of a take you out to the back of the woodshed and give you a good looking. That's exactly what it was. This is what it looks like. It looks exactly like that. Colorado, uh, Florida was a little bit different in 96, people might say, because that Colorado team was so good. And Florida was a really competitive team. They just weren't as skilled or as talented as the Colorado Avalanche. To me, this Florida team, it's like 82 Vancouver Canucks. And the New York Islanders like just, just made quick work of them. They said, yeah, yeah, we don't need this to go on very long. We'll be done. We, we got another Stanley Cup to win next year. <laughs> Yeah, and I think game three went to overtime and Bossy beat Brodeur, and that was it. So, like, we're going to see whatever's left in the toothpaste tube with Florida in game number three. And they might win game number three, but the theory that that Vegas gets their split and comes home with the hammer, I think might be their worst-case scenario, Craig. And then when they do hand out the hardware, is now Jonathan Marchessault the favorite for the Conn Smythe Trophy? When they needed him the most, against Edmonton, game three, game five, game six. And then he's run that through Dallas, and he's run it here, and we talk about goals. I mean, he's he doesn't have enough runway to get to 19, but 12 and 19 is pretty darn good. So noticeable, and with a chip, little five-foot-nine chip on his shoulder. That's what I'm seeing when I'm seeing him play. When he gets his chance, it's, that, it's not a bossy shot, but it's a good boom. And it's into the net. So I, I've been really when they needed him against the Oilers, when it was game three, and here we go. Who scored twice? When do they need him in game five? Three assists. Game six. Hat like he's it's, and the Oilers have looked like gonna be the biggest competition, maybe like dry, dry sidle and McDavid. Then we can talk about the silly season and the Oilers going, okay. So it was Vegas. And who else showed up? Wait till the Yamamoto trade and some other things happen because they're so you talk about Toronto, they think that they're they're fake there. Edmonton, they're fake there. All these teams, they drop by the wayside, right? Even as good as Florida's been, there's one, Craig, and you've won this trophy before. Like, one stands on the mountain, and everyone else can act like they got close. No, no, they didn't get close. Not close enough. So anyway, I'm, I'm on 81's bandwagon right now because you know what? He's on fire. He's the hottest player in the National Hockey League. So you say that, right? So just I'm just going to query. So in 82, was Vancouver close? In 91, were the Minnesota North Stars close? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> were the Montreal Canadiens close in 2021? No, they weren't. And, like, you got to keep things in mind and be realistic, right? I mean, somebody somebody asked me the other day about the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to get them across the finish line. They barely get across the start line when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Finish line? I mean, I, I feel like I got to – Finish line, playoffs. Anyway, forget it. I'm just bad imitation. Uh, I think there's three players. I I, I, I I agree with you, by the way, about Marcia Stone. I do. But, but, but I think that Jack Eichel and Aiden Hill have to be in the conversation. They have to be in the conversation. If you're picking, if you're picking three players, that, that, that they would be the three players that I would say are in the consideration. But, but I would put Marcia Stone at the top of the leaderboard here, coming, you know, into turn three. Uh, right now, he, he's been timely, he's been good. And you know, it's interesting. 
couple things are interesting. Who do you play for in junior hockey? I don't know. Oh, okay. Wait a sec. This episode <laughs> is officially over because Steve did not know that. That is like for, for, for like I don't know if I've ever heard you say I don't know. Play for Patrick Wah. Oh, yeah. Patrick Wah. And then who, who traded Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall Stoller? Let them go to the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Florida. Oh, oh ooh, wouldn't that be juicy? <laughs> and the Hans Smythe Trophy goes to Jonathan Marshall. It'd be even better if they gets it right in Florida after game four. <laughs> One so of the worst we, decisions ever made, what they did there. Oh, my God. Yeah, you think, different regime, you think back to teams. I remember Ken Holland telling me about the expansion draft. I mean, I'm going a little bit off topic. He goes, you know, the rules were set up to lose one player. All you have to do is lose one player. He goes, teams were losing multiple players. He goes, I don't get it. He goes, he, he said, he goes, and they kept phoning him. We're going to take this player. What are you going to give us not to take him? And Kenny said, he goes, I'm going to put in my expansion list. There's going to be available player. You get to pick ones. That's as simple as that. These other teams are giving up first round draft picks and a player like Columbus gives up William Carlson and a pick. The, 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 look at what, I mean, Shea Theodore. Thank you, Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, do I, I can go on. Marsha so and Riley Smith are still there performing. Thank you, Florida Panthers. Oh, my Lord. Like, it's funny, and you know, Kenny. He goes, look, sis, you have to lose one player. <laughs> <laughs> These are losing multiple players. Oh, boy. How do you get yourself into that pickle? Well, it sounds like our decision desk is made. It's like at the elections, you want to go first. You want to cut everybody off when they say, we predict the so-and-so wins. And then when you think that there's a majority, um, and I, I believe that our decision desk has made that decision unless something really drastic happens in Florida. But you talk about uh, being bold is being beautiful. So it started with Bill Foley doing the, the Mike Illich thing of taking over and having a plan. Now, Mike's was more longer term in a different era. Bill either knew or brought in people who knew we don't want to slow play this. I'm 70 years old or whatever. What can we do? And then your buddy, George McPhee went to work and talk about being bold, right? Cause you say you've got Alex Petrangelo and Shea theater on the back end. They're not homegrown. They're not their guys. They got them from somewhere else. Trades, Mark Stone, boom, Marcia. So Riley Smith, boom, William Carlson, boom, Jack Eichel, Boom. And what did Barbershev do last night? He lowered the boom. <laughs> that is boom, boom, boom. Go back to your room and cry. Like, it's just a different way of team building. And they did it. And being bold, is it's going to be beautiful, Craig, whether it's in two games, three games, or God forbid, four. But right now, as you started the thesis of the show, the end is near. Yeah, we're waiting for Godot, and we won't have to wait long. That's what it feels like. No, we won't. And 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 I love the word, the use of the word bold because it was like, okay, we're we should just be happy to come in the league and be on the schedule. They said, no, we're not. And I remember talking to. I mean, George. Is, I mean, he was the first person hired. I mean, he did he did he's done a great job. He hired people rather than Kelly McCrimmon's come in there and and done fabulous work. And remember, they traded Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> like, even my, not a popular like, move. The, the, the bold, right? Bold, bold, bold. They traded Nick Suzuki. They said, no, we need to get there. Like, you know, they had, they knew they had a good young player. They said, no, we need Pacioretty. So anyway, here's the thing, too. And I, I remember talking to George 
about this at, at the at, after the expansion. He said, "We want like it was after their first year." So in the show, he goes, "We looked and said, why are we going to get players that we know what they can do? Let's take a chance on players that might have a little bit of untapped potential and 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 look at what they may be able to do. Give it a different opportunity." William Carlson comes to mind. Shea Theodore comes. On. There's a number of the players that come to mind. Marcia so, right? And so I think that that philosophy also, instead of just saying, well, we're going to yeah, – here's – oh, that guy, that's good. Okay, good. He, he, he's played in the league 400 games. He, he'll be good for us. Like, we'll be competitive. They weren't thinking that way. They were bold, and it looks like it will be beautiful sometime at the – Turn of the weekend or maybe a little bit longer. Our next episodes will be after game three. And if it's three nothings, I'm going to give you time to think about it. Tell me what the ideal Vegas celebration will look like. Oh, on the strip, you mean? On oh. the strip. Oh, yeah, that's going to be uh, that's uh, that's going to be something. We're not <laughs> there yet. Let's see what Florida can do in game three. This is the um, Stanley Cup final portion of episode 138 silly season is still ahead cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, we have a lot of silly season items. Last episode, we dissected Dubis and the Maple Leafs and your buddy Craig Conroy and what's going on there. Not as sexy items, I think, on the docket today. We do have Alex Debrinkit, who isn't going to resign in Ottawa, so they got to trade his contract. Patrick Waugh, congratulations. Great job, Craig, by you and the staff. Patrick Waugh, is he retiring? Is coming into the league? And Mike Babcock. So that's the first reports that a four-year deal and he'll go to Columbus, Craig. Will he check all the hockey boxes and then be a little bit cooler as it relates to how we saw him before? Will he be more of a friendlier players coach? Well, I mean, uh, Mike Babcock, if you look back at his most recent job with Toronto, he did a really good job. Keep in mind that when they were the worst team in the league, the worst team in the league, they were competitive. They made the decision that they were going to make some significant changes, you know, with their, with their team and move in a completely different direction. They were competitive. And then those young players came into the lineup and 
Mike helped them, you know, get, get be productive in the NHL, coalesced them into a team. And, you know, they made the playoffs with it ever from the time Matthews was drafted in 20, uh, 2016. Mike did a good job in Toronto. Now, when I look at the Columbus Blue Jackets, I see a lot of similarities. Yeah, they have Patrick Liney, and they have Zach Wierenski, and they have Johnny Goudreau. They have a lot of young players, and they're going to be introducing a lot of young players into that lineup. And I think, based on what Mike did in, in Toronto, I think it's a I think it's a very very nice fit for him with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yarmo Kekalainen hired John Tortorella. Yarmo Kekalainen is a strong manager. He's not afraid of a strong coach. He'll collaborate. He's got his own ideas, but he also is is, is not threatened by a strong coach. And Mike is a strong coach. Mike's a smart, bright guy. I hope we all learn from our past experiences. I hope that. When I'm 61, I'm smarter than I am at 60. I like because I, I believe now I'm smarter than I was when I was at 38. And you know, we're always growing. We're always trying to learn what we can do better, what we can do differently. You know, if you want to be better, you got to look to change. My, my Mike's too intelligent, and you know, sitting out and you know, being on the sidelines. You know, Mike loves to be in the heat of the battle. He's back in the heat of the battle. I, I do, Steve. I, I think it's a I think it's a really, really good fit for the Columbus Blue Jackets and Mike Babcock. Yeah, I'm on that side too, not knowing how a person does change or learn or what discussions you have with uh, JD and Kek, uh, Yarmo Kekalainen. It's almost as if when you switch coaches and you you go the Brad Larson route, Mike shows up day one at training camp and here's the plan and here's what we're going to do. And here's how we're going to make you better. There's a reason that there's good coaches or great coaches and coaches win like, and managers. I think we left out Bruce Cassidy and the bold and the beautiful. Cause I said on the podcast and the show that the clock is on. If my coach is not better than Bruce Cassidy, I must fire my coach. And that was to every other team in the league. And what did, what did Vegas do? They made a coaching change because Bruce Cassidy became available. Like you have to be, you know, so now Mike Bob- Babcock is available. And I think some of that other baggage that we talked about before has been dealt with in the boardroom and then how he deals with it off the ice. And if that plan works, because when the, the year went bad on purpose to lose, what happened the next year when the young players came in? Bang. Leafs had a great year, almost 100 points, made the playoffs. And here comes Matthews, here comes Marner, and there's your kind of Columbus connection. And I think there's times, and you know this because you've been in the South, you need to make a statement. You need to make the private box holders, the ownership, the spot, like you, Babcock's a statement and all the things on the ice and in business and in the dressing room, I think makes sense. And I'll be biased because I like them. I want it to work. Like I want Columbus to be relevant because Columbus has been too wishy-washy. And you know who made them relevant? John Tortorella. So they brought back that type of structure, I think. So I, I, they need to be relevant. And I think this hiring does a better job of making them relevant than going in a younger AHL directive. Yeah, well, that, well and, and hey, listen, you know, John will show it. I'll give Brad Larson. He was in the organization for a number of years. We'll give him an opportunity. And, you know, then he realizes, hey, wait, I, we, we need a different type of coach. I'm going to finish with this on Mike. You know, outside people, when I say outside people going, oh, wow, well, I'll you Nobody knows what Mike Babcock's been doing since he last coached the National Hockey League chain. Nor does he owe it to anybody to tell everybody how he changed. Actions will speak louder than words. And 
You mentioned John Davidson, Jarmo Kekalainen. I am fully confident, 100% fully confident that they have, that they're fully satisfied where Mike sits in terms of coming back to the NHL, ready to be even better than he was in his previous stints. Great stuff. Well, before we uh, say goodbye, because we're almost into final thoughts, we talked about DeBrinkett. Doesn't look like he's long for Ottawa. Silly season news. But Patrick Waugh, why don't you finish with Mr. Waugh? Can there be a Drury connection with the Rangers? Columbus was thrown out there. That job looks like it's been filled. Is Patrick going to sail off into the sunset after winning the Memorial Cup again? Or do you think there's a natural connection in the National Hockey League now? Okay, so you're talking about the Rangers. So we all can make that connection with Chris Drury. We can. I, I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to go right to Patrick Waugh, the coach. Patrick Waugh was a fiery competitor. We saw that. He, came, he left the NHL, went to junior. He was a fiery junior coach. He came back to the NHL, fiery NHL coach. Patrick Waugh, we just talked about Mike Babcock, learning, growing. He took, he had a team in Quebec that was young, really young and not very good. And he nurtured them. He nurtured those kids. And, you know, they developed and progressed to the point where they were a top team. Individually, they moved their games forward. The team was unbelievable. That's as welcome. That's the best coach team I've seen in the Memorial Cup since Dale Hunter in 2016 with the London Knights. And Dale Hunter, I think, is a top-notch coach and could be coaching the NHL right now. So, and, and I think Dale Hunter is better than more than half the coaches in the NHL right now, <laughs> by the way. And I feel the same way about Patrick Watt. I think he's no less fiery. He's just tempered it. He's learned how to manage it. He's learned how to grow with it, right? The, 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 I, I'm blown away. I spent time with Pat. I'm blown away by how good they are, how good they were coaching. I saw that over the course of the season in Quebec. You want to? I think Patrick Waugh is not only if he if he wants to to not only come back and help your team win. I think he can help you win a Stanley Cup. Toronto Maple Leafs. Hello. You say New York Rangers. You just talked about Bruce Cassidy. I said Patrick Waugh is better than half the coaches in the NHL right now. You want to go to the next level? Tell you what. Get on the Patrick Waugh bandwagon and start phoning him because you know how would he look coming into that Toronto Maple Leafs dressing room? You know, and tell, yeah, what, 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 what really? Like, and he's like just, just his presence, but his knowledge of the game is outstanding, and his ability to coach is outstanding. You know who Del Harris is? Del Harris was a really good NBA coach. Had the LA Lakers, couldn't get it over the finish line. So what did they do? They called in Phil Jackson. Call in Patrick Y to help you compete for a cup, baby. And Chris Drury, I'll be very serious. This isn't a knock. Chris Drury, you know, the clock's ticking in New York. He doesn't get this next coach right. He won't have a job. I love silly season. And what a bold way to end episode 138. Because being bold and beautiful has been our motto on the program today. I hope Waugh's back. And I ask those coaches or the managers. Do you have something better than Patrick Waugh? And if he answers no, then hook up to the Waugh train. That's what happened with Cassidy. Boston thought he was too tough. Well, guess what George McPhee did in the group in Vegas? They said, let's talk. And now they're two wins away from a Stanley Cup. Ah, too tough, eh? Well, ask the Boston Bruins if they'd like the toughness of Bruce Cassidy behind the bench or watching the best season in NHL regular season history go down the drain. 
it's gonna be tough to watch for a Boston fan when this thing does finish the way we think that it will. For producer Bruce Bolton, for Mr. Craig Button in Calgary, I'm Steve Cooley. It's episode 138, Fiery. We hope to be just as bold, episode 139, after the next game in the Stanley Cup Final. For everyone here, be well, and we'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.